Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about fear. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes. This is really going to be a good show today. I want to start off here with a quote, and it says this, You can't control what comes against you. But you can control what gets inside of you. I want you to look now here in Job chapter number three. And we want to read one verse and that's verse number 25. So if you have your Bibles, go and grab them. Job chapter three, looking at verse number 25. Familiar passages of scripture here, at least for me. And for those of you that read your word, It says here that for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. This is a really profound scripture, in my opinion, because it says that we can attract things by what it is that we fear. Notice again, it says for the thing which I greatly feared, the thing that I feared, thought about, the thing that I considered over and over again, the scripture says is come unto me, showed right up at my doorstep and that which I was afraid of, huh? distressed about. It says it has come unto me. So listen, we understand and we know living in this world that there are things that many people are afraid of, Christian and non-Christian. But I will say this, that the day that you and I gave our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I do believe that a lot of the fears that we have coming up with as a child, things that we have experienced, things that we have gone through. And if you're living on planet Earth, we know that people have gone through a lot. You're, you, are, you that are listening, you have gone through some things. But I want to just encourage you today that fear does not have to dominate And it doesn't have to control you because, again, when we gave our lives to God, he's responsible to take care of us. And he will if we learn how to yield to him, if we learn how to work with him, if we understand the biblical principles in terms of what he's asking us to do and the things that we know that only he can take care of. But the reality is that there are a lot of people today that are suffering in this. And it's really sad. Another thing for fear of phobias, just stuff that, you know, people are afraid of dogs, cats, bugs, just all kind of things, storms. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just too many fears and phobias to be able to list on this show. And only you know the things that you're concerned about. But one of the things that the scripture makes very clear to us, that Job makes very clear to us, that the thing that I greatly fear came to me. And so if we can attract fear, we can attract joy. We can make sure that we attract the things of God. 
because we are, and people talk about the law of attraction, but in my opinion, this started in the word of God. And we have to train our brain. We have to train our thought life. You can train your thoughts. You can choose what you are going to think about. Many people don't think that they can because they have not learned how to discipline themselves to root out those things that are really not good for them, the things that they really don't want. And you can attract to yourself the things that are really of life, joy, and peace. So before I get into at least five things that I want you to consider, let's start off at least like this. Let's give a quick definition of what fear actually is. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or dangerous, I should say, likely to cause pain or even a threat. So right here we can see that this is an unpleasant feeling, but notice that it's a belief system that we have that I don't think we're really actually understanding. Because see, whatever your belief system is, is what you're really going to live out. If you believe that someone is going to hurt you, generally you're going to be attracting those kinds of people. If you really believe that there are good folks in the world, you're going to attract those kind of people. If you believe that every time you walk out of your house, that there's always going to be somebody that's going to get you or attack you, you will be afraid of people. And you have a lot of people that are living again in bondage. And I'm not just talking about people that don't know the Lord. I'm talking about people that profess that they know Christ. And so if you have truly given your life to the Lord, I just want you to look at some things that I want to share with you to really speak truth to power and not allow the enemy not one more day to rob you of what God said is yours. And fear is not one of the things that God says belongs to you. And I want to give you again five things that I want you to consider as it relates to this thing called fear. Here's number one. You can take some notes if you desire to. Believers need not be a slave to fear. I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but that's what it is. You become a slave to fear. Fear becomes your master and it can dominate. It can control. It can rule over you. It can tell you where you can go, where you can't go, what you can do, what you can't do, what you should try, what you shouldn't try. I mean, it's an amazing thing. As I was looking up some things regarding fear, about 19 million Americans deal with this thing called fear. And again, this is not just people that are unsaved. These are people that are saved too. So you got 19 million people struggling with this thing called fear. I want to ask you this question. What would you do if you were not afraid? What are some things that you actually would do right now if you knew you would be okay? I want you to know that when we look at things in life, there's some things that we just shouldn't try in terms of jumping off a bridge. You know, people like to bungee jump and do all of these things. And sure, God has given us a mind and a brain to be able to calculate, to see if this is a smart thing that we need to do. God gives us wisdom. But I'm talking about the things that people like a butterfly or bugs or, you know, dogs or cats or different kinds of things 
Generally, people are afraid of things that they don't understand. So the more that we can get to understand things about the uh, the stuff that we fear and educate ourselves, many times that fear is subsided. And a lot of things that we're concerned about are things that really just won't happen to us. It's just something about having a negative mind, a negative mindset, things that we hear, people that we are hanging around that are bringing us all kind of bad news, gloom and doom. Man, you'd be surprised at how these things cause us to have this belief system about fear. But I just want you to know, and I want you to be encouraged right here from the onset that believers, I'm talking about Christians, those of you that have yielded and have become a believer in Christ, he is there. And I'm talking about somebody that lives inside of you, the power of God that lives inside of you. And he says, I don't want you to be a slave to fear. And notice what the scripture says here in Romans chapter eight, verse number 15. It said, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. Notice that it says, and by him, we cry, Abba, Father. So yes, surely we would be men most miserable if we didn't have the Lord Jesus Christ in our life and as our father. But because we have not received that spirit again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption that the Lord took us up, took us in. And we know that because he claims us, we have someone we can cry out to. Notice that other people that are in the world, they got nobody to cry out to when they are in trouble. But that should never be with you and I. We always have somebody that we can cry out to. And I want you, if you've got nobody else and you think everything is gone and there's no hope for living, I want you to reaffirm yourself and who you are. You are a child of God. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High. And this must be revealed to you in your spirit. This is an inside job. And what runs fear out of our life is understanding that by this revelational scripture here that I've read to you, you and I can cry out to God about the things that we're dealing with. And he is there. He is willing. He is able to help us to deal with this and get it out of our lives. Notice what second Timothy Chapter one, verse seven says, now, you know, this is a familiar passage of scripture that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love and a self-disciplined mindset. This is really good because we got to know when the word talks about spirit, it's really talking about an attitude. God didn't give us an attitude of fear. That should not be in our mind. Now, again, there are things that we can look at and be concerned about. There are things that have happened to us in our life. There are things that have happened to me that I've actually been afraid of. But I'm going to tell you something that God, I know that he has helped me to understand where that came from. And I was able to root it out of my life and live a more life of freedom, a more life of joy because of the mere fact that that was an attitude that was created by an experience. So when things happen to you that are even not of your making, you still got God there 
to help you to understand and make sense of what this is. Many times we don't know how to make sense of what is happening to us. And so we take away from every experience, especially the ones that are really detrimental or things that have really could have gone wrong, that God doesn't love us. He doesn't care. But that's a lie from the enemy. God loves you. And most certainly he cares. Number two, you need not be afraid if God is your helper. So this is this is one of the questions I want to ask you. Is God your helper? And I don't want you to answer this really quick, but I want you to think about this. Is God truly your helper? Do you believe that God is really helping you every day? If you don't believe that, then fear and all kind of other things are going to consistently harass you because you can't live out anything that you don't know. And this is why faith works by love. You got to know that God loves you. You got to know beyond everybody in the world, he has, he got special attention on you, especially when people try to do you harm. God will come through every time. He will rescue you every time. But this got a lot to do with what you believe. I want to tell you that God is your helper. He'll help you. He is helping you now. And so we've got to really, truly get this in our hearts. Notice what Hebrews chapter 13. This is a really good verse of scripture here. Hebrews 13, five and six. Notice what it says. It says that never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I want to say that to you again. This is what God is saying to us. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. There are people in this world today that are truly fearful of being alone by themselves, not having a friend in the world. But notice what God says. He clears his throat and he says, never. What is the definition of never? Never. Never will I leave you. Hear God's heart for you today. Never will I forsake you. So we got to say this with confidence. And verse six says, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid what man can do to me. Man, when I'm telling you, when you are not afraid about what man can do to you, he can't do nothing at all. It's about, man, a confidence I am finding out comes from what you know. When you know God and you know that he's helping you, and you know he will never leave you nor forsake you. You can look at you can just look at the enemy and just laugh at him because you know he does not have any power over your life. As a matter of fact, we give over our power and our authority to the enemy, and he just beats us up. He walks up one side of us and down the next. But I want you to know you can have power over the enemy. You do already have power over the enemy. So I want you to know, God says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Never. You have to say this to yourself until you get a witness that what God is saying to you is true. And you got to say it over and over. How do you get something in your heart saying it over and over and over again? You just can't do this once. Trust me, where you are with fear just didn't get there one time. This is something that you've rehearsed in your mind over and over again. And it brought the spirit of fear. And that's the thing that needs to be broken by the power of God. And he can do that even now. Number three, the Lord is the believer's light. So he, he shouldn't fear. The Lord 
is the believer's light. So he shouldn't fear. What is light? We know when something is dark and we turn the light on, it's an ability to be able to see what's always there. But I want you to look at it from this standpoint. Another thing about light is that it exposes things. And this is why light brings about revelation and it brings about illumination. And this is why God's word is so key to us, because there are a lot of things that need to be revealed to us, need to be illuminated to us when we are walking around in the darkness in our own thoughts. And this is why the scripture is true. In Psalms 27 and one, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength or the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid? Man, that's powerful. This is what God says he is. He is your light and he is your salvation. He will expose things and show you what the enemy is doing to you. He will illuminate the scripture. So when you read it, you can get some understanding and it will be so personal to you that you walk away from the Bible every time getting something from it. There are so many people that are reading their Bibles and they're getting nothing. And so when it feels like you're spending time with God and you're getting nothing, he's saying that's never my intention. I want to illuminate things. I want to expose some things that happened to you in your childhood. I want to tell you when it happened, where it happened and why it happened. And then I want to show you how to shut the door on the enemy so it can never happen again. God says, I don't want you to walk with me with no intelligence. God says, I can be known. So I want to reveal myself to you. I think that's the greatest gift any child of God can get is when somebody like God would take the time and reveal himself to you. That's what he wants to do. That's the power of a relationship. Anybody that you are in relationship with, you want to know them. You want to get to know them. You want to find out what makes them tick, or at least you should. Because the more that you know them, you can understand their heart towards you. God has a heart towards you. And see, I don't look at him as God. I look at him as father. And that's one of the things God wants to reveal to you, especially for those of you that are listening who had no mother, who had no father. Seemingly, you had no love growing up. You, you, everybody you felt like was against you or trying to hurt you or harm you. God says, let me be your light. Let me be your salvation. Sozo in the Greek, salvation, sozo, nothing missing and nothing broken. And that's what God wants for you. He doesn't want anything missing. He doesn't want anything broken. He wants you to understand and know that I am always there. Number four, I like this one. Trust in God and cast out your fear. How much do you really trust God on a scale of one to 10 and 10 being the highest level of trust in God? Because we got a lot of people that tell other people to trust in God when in fact they don't. But I want to know from you today, how much do you really and truly trust in God? We're commanded to trust in the Lord. But you know why we can trust in God? Because we know him. So this is why you got to get to know him. You got see, you can't trust anybody you don't know. And this is why developing a personal relationship with God, I believe it's just my opinion, is more valuable than anything else 
that you'll ever get in life. It's the most important thing. Once a person gives their life to the Lord, what is next? Learning how to trust him, cultivating that relationship with God. So when fear tries to grip your heart, immediately you go to saying, I'm going to trust in the Lord and I'm going to rebuke fear. Anytime the thought comes in your mind that I'm going to die, you say, nope, I'm going to trust in the Lord and rebuke death. Anytime you get tempted to be afraid of not being able to uh, pay your bills or when financial obligations come or when just other things that happen to you that were not of your making, immediately you say, I'm going to trust in God and remove fear. This is key because I want you to hear this. You got to continue to trust in your father, but you're going to have to do something with fear. And God has given you the power to rebuke the enemy. So you got to learn to talk to your fear. Yep. I'm going to say that to you again. You got to learn to speak to it, especially when you know what it is and where it's coming from. You got to speak to it. The Lord spoke to all kinds of things. Jesus spoke to storms. He spoke to fig trees. He spoke to people. He spoke to sickness and disease because he understood the power of words. Do you truly understand the power of of words. This is what we have to do. Notice what Psalms 56 verses three and four says. It says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, which means, watch this, that there will be some times when you are afraid. Notice what it says here. When I am, if I ever get afraid, this is what I'm going to do. I will trust in you. What am I trusting in you about? That you're not going to let anything take me out. That when fear comes up to me, when it sneaks up on me, when I hear bad news or this or that's happening in the world, um, I've trained my mind, watch this, to trust in you. Everything is not your business. So we don't need to be searching out and surfing on the web about this, that, and the other. That's a lot of times how fear gets in. We go looking for things. But again, everything is not your business. And the scripture goes on to say in God, whose word I praise in God, I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? <laughs> That's powerful. What can a mere mortal man do to me? Nothing. He can't do anything to you. This is why you don't need to be afraid. Psalms 56. Let's look at what this says. Psalms 56 verses 10 and 11. It says in God, whose word I praise in the Lord, whose word I praise in God, I trust I will not be afraid. Notice I'm thanking God for his word. His word gives me strength. His word gives me energy. His word gives me power. His word, when I focus on it, it gives me peace. His word gives me comfort. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort me through his word, through what he is saying to me. So I want when you read the word of God, I want you to see God sitting down at your table, your coffee table with you, giving you his word of what he thinks about you in every situation, no matter what it is. And that's what we got to get to more of. We got to get more of his word. The problem is we don't know what God thinks about us. So when things happen to us, we think God is not there. God authored it. He doesn't care. He's trying to pay us back for something we did. 
We truly don't know our father. We don't know God. I want to admonish you today. If you haven't done so, I want you to get to know your God. And so when things, because watch this, we live in a negative world and there's so much negative that is coming at us every time we turn around. But I want you to know we get in our word and we can trust in God and then we can cast out our fear. And finally, number five, do not fear those who can kill the body. This is powerful because you got a lot of people who think they're going to die before their time. They're going to die of sickness and disease. But I want you to know that does not have to be your testimony. Surely you and I are going to die. God never promised us that we would live the sum total of our days in this body. Man, we're getting older. Things are not going to work the way they used to. I'm glad to know that I'm going to receive a new body. I don't want to be in this same body 200 years from now, you know, 90 years from now. No, I want to know that God has already promised me a new body. But until such time, I'm going to continue to tell myself I am not going to be afraid of those who think that they can take me out. It's just simply not true. Notice what Matthew chapter 10 verse number 28 says. It says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Look at that. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The only person that we need, and when we talk about afraid here, I'm going to use a word called reverence. We need to reverence the fact that God really is the only one that can destroy, but he's the only one that can make whole again. And because the mere fact that I've given my life to him, I know I'm going to live eternally. The other ones that are walking around here who have not given their life to the Lord, they got a, they got a very good reason to be afraid because God is not their father. They don't even care anything about God or the things of God or what he has prepared for you and I. And this is why we ought to constantly be witnessing to people to help them to understand that God's got a greater plan for their lives. So do not fear those who can kill the body. The scripture says, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. We know that our body, when we are gone, is going to go back to the dust of the earth, but we know our souls are going to live on continually. Now, where we will spend eternity got a lot to do with who we've given our life to. So we got to make sure that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I do die, I'm going on to be with the Lord. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And that's something that should bring joy to your life, knowing that I, out of all the decisions that I could have ever made in life, and we've made some good ones and bad ones, but by all the decisions I've ever made in my life, I'm so grateful to God that I gave my life to him to make sure my eternal destiny is secure. Just like, you know, you, if you're grown and you got kids, you want to make sure that they have a place to stay, that they got a home or physical places they can live in. Well, same thing with God. He made sure that when I'm done here on this planet, I have an eternal home in heaven, not made with hands. And so God, eternal or, or natural hands, but God has formed it and fashioned it by the counsel of his own will. I got a place where I can live eternally with him. I want to encourage you today. Don't be afraid. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy. Rather move in faith and knowing 
that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And whatever's coming after you, he's giving you the power to route it out, to get it out of your space so you can continue to stay uh, firm and strong in the things of God. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that just these few five points that I've given you has given you something to consider. If so, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Look around. We're making changes to our Podbean page, making changes to my personal website so we can make sure that we stay up with you and you can stay up with me. We want to build a relationship with you. Share this episode with someone if you believe it's a will be a blessing to them. And finally, if these shows are blessing you and you want to financially partner with me, I want you to go back to that website, thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen in terms of what we already have in place now and click that button there, that donation tab and give to your heart's content. These shows are free for you to listen to, but they do cost me to make and prepare them. So if you are being a blessing, uh, if these shows are being a blessing to you, why don't you consider being a blessing to me? Let's walk together in partnership because this is the thing that brings a smile to God's face when we can partner one with another to make sure that people are getting the right information to inspire and build their walk with the Lord. I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. Go and enjoy your day and remember to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.